Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Media. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm confused. Ah! Oh, confused. <laughs> Are you the confused doppelganger of Bell? Uh, yes, actually. I don't know what earth I'm supposed to be on. Uh, this is just really, really odd, and I'm hoping <laughs> that maybe you can help me return home. Uh, I, I have been known to do that. I think I can help you out, man. Uh, of course, you are listening to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast, dedicated news reviews and all that stuff that I just said a second ago. Yes, uh, let, let's just get it out of the way. It's the season finale and surprise, we are actually on time this week. After last week's episode, we mentioned that with traveling and everything else, we thought we'd be super late uh, because we love you. We decided to record this super early. And what that mean is... We just got done watching the finale of The Flash. So we're literally recording this. We watched it. We clicked record. We're here now. And so our thoughts may not be as formulated as normally they are on a podcast, but one way or the other, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of very fresh, raw reactions that you're going to hear in this particular podcast episode uh, as we bring it to you this week. Now, this week is our reaction to the season finale. Next week is your reaction to the season, not just finale, but the season as a whole. Longtime listeners know every single uh, season, we do three call-in shows. We do a pre-season call-in show, a mid-season call-in show slash Christmas extravaganza, as well as a end-of-season call-in show. And yes, next week, you can join us live on Flash TV Talk. You can join us June 1st. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You'll be able to call in. The link will be available at flashtvtalk.com or you can tune in directly at mixler.com slash flashtvtalk. We'll be using Skype, taking your calls, having a lot of fun, discussing last season as well as what's to come in the future season. So be sure to mark your calendars and join us June 1st, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a couple of uh, some uh, some musical surprises in there as well. So you're not going to want to miss it. Yes. That should be fun. I'm excited about yeah. that. I need to re-record my music, by the way. I'm going to. I'm going to make it so much better. Oh, no, man. Be Yours is great. Yours is great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and re-record it. No, it's going to be It's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I, I've, been, I've been working on a, on a different interpretation. It's the same lyrics, but like a better way to sing it. Hey, since we are doing this early and raw, let me be a little upfront, pull the curtains completely back and tell you that today, May 23rd, as The Flash airs and we record, is my birthday. Yes, that's awesome. Happy birthday, Bo. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm, I'm on the road or more specifically out on vacation. I'm somewhat remote in where I'm at. So if uh, you do hear screaming children in the background, that is why we're in a little bit of close quarters here. But I think we're going to have a great time talking about this season finale. And with that, let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. Episode 23 of season three. Finish Line, directed by David McWhorter 
and story by Andrew Kreisberg and Greg Berlanti. Bell, we just watched the episode, so we don't have a full episode description like we normally have. We have a sentence, and I kind of want to read it. <laughs> All right. In that case, Bell, what happened this episode? Well, with nothing left to lose, Barry faces Savitar in a final showdown. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> yeah, not a lot to go on in that uh, in that summary, but I guess that makes sense since it's, you know, the season finale and all that. All right, so last episode, where we last left our heroes, um, they they had this big emotional moment in which, of course, everything that had been building up to, to uh, from mid-season to the end had come down. Yes, the tragedy of Iris West impaled by the knife hands of Savitar, uh, in the dying in the arms of Barry Allen, all of us uh, crying our eyes out as we got that video of her reading her vows specifically to Barry, uh, you know, implying the, of course, future and uh, eventual and, in fact, on-screen loss that we all experienced. Everyone was distraught. Everyone except for us and those of you who also knew very well that Iris West wasn't going to die. And in fact, of course not. I told you so. I told you so. I, I, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I, I, I told you so. I told I mean, you so. Everybody knew that one. I bet, but not everybody knew it was going to be HR. Yeah, pretty much everybody knew. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, one way or the other, totally called the HR, but in all fairness, I mean, in my opinion, they laid the cards out on the table. Now, we'll say, Bell, they did do a nice little fake out there at the very beginning for those of us, which I would assume is most of us, who assumed that HR was going to be the one that actually took the hit for Iris here at the end. Uh, when, when HR actually does come running around the, the side, I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. Is she actually dead? So they did still get me in the last moment, even if, even if it was just for a moment. Oh no. I, I, I was totally like, Oh, nope. You know, that, that kind of like settles it. Cause there's a little red herring that he's going to be there. And I was like, Oh, okay. But I, I'm still mad though. They did the whole body transformation thing in the second to last episode. And I, I that just it just ruined my speculation. I'm still I'm still ornery about that. I mean, man, you're gonna have to get over that right there. But I think I did call the the, the like the drumsticks falling out of, <laughs> of <laughs> quote Iris. Uh, you know, I'm, I was. Why did, did was there a scene last episode in which she dropped something? Because a lot of people, I feel like I've heard this whole dropping the drumsticks uh, quoted a couple of times from a, a couple of different people. I don't know. I'd have to go back and see, but I don't think she dropped anything. Uh, cause yeah, cause you know, I'd be curious about, uh, when he first saw her die, what she dropped or if she dropped anything. Mm. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know for sure, but like if it were me, then yes, I would have the drumsticks fall out and that would be your little clue, <laughs> which obviously is what they did. Yeah. All right. Well, one way or the other, there we go. Uh, HR, um, sacrificing himself in an attempt to redeem him giving up, uh, you know, her, her location. Um, you know, I think a very harrowing end using the, the uh, the claw the the knife the, to actually find where Savitar is of course restoring it to the armor um, and then also you know doing the the, the old switcheroo man I, you know he, HR was somebody that we spent a season with um, much like previous Harrison Wells we got enough time to uh, spend with them to determine who they really were and this I believe is the first time that we actually do see truly a hero now he's not as smart as Harrison Wells of Earth 2. He didn't have the, um, you know, the, he, he wasn't secretly Eobard like the, the first quote-unquote Harrison Wells that we spent time with. Uh, but but he was truly a hero and, and uh, you know, ultimately sacrificed himself in much like a um, 
I mean, almost like a foolish hero, right? Like he, he is kind of the dunce uh, who ends up becoming, oh, oh, you know what? I got it. He reminds me of Independence Day. Oh, uh, like, uh, uh, oh gosh. What, what's his name? Um, oh, I forget the uh, actor's name, but it's like the kid's dad who like swears he yeah. was like touched by the aliens or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, tell my children I love them very much. Like that was essentially, it's, it's the whole, you know, he's a, he's an, he's a kind of an idiot. He's a doofus. But in the end, he I makes mean, the eject, hero sacrifice. Eject. <laughs> just, just like put the thing all like like full throttle going straight up and then just eject before you hit the you know explosion thing yeah well in all fairness you should see yeah. the original cut which is just terrible it's him flying in on a crop duster with an atomic bomb strapped to it it's, uh, <laughs> that's the original I think that would cut. even that would actually be better <laughs> <laughs> well one way or the, the other like you know top of the line fighters and then they can't even fight off the aliens and the crop duster sneaks in with an a-bomb yep 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 i like it <laughs> well, that was independence day uh, but yeah, no, so of course, HR does does die. Now, HR does mention to Barry something he wants him to pass on to Cisco. And I got to tell you, man, it happened so fast, I missed it. What what was it? Well, you don't hear it at the very beginning. I know, I know you don't hear it at the beginning. Oh, 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 he said, uh, so oh, you're talking about like, so when they finally reveal what it was he said? Yeah. You missed that? Okay, so yeah. what he said was, uh, this took a great deal of strength and you gave it to me. Oh. So, yeah, okay. it, it's really neat because like this, you know, uh, like Barry was saying that, that Cisco has this relationship with, with all the HRs that they've, or all the Wellses that, they, that they've had over the course of the season. And uh, this one was kind of like the same kind of thing, but it's like an opposite role, whereas Wells usually gives Cisco the strength mm. to do the things that he needs to do. In this case, it was Cisco giving Wells the strength. And so, yeah, that was a, it was a really sweet thing, you know, that HR said. I thought that was that was a real fitting uh, send off for for old HR. That's guy. good, man. Especially for Cisco. He ain't gonna be in season four. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But fortunately, Harrison Wellsworth too will. Uh, glad to see yeah. him returning in full full front and uh, in, 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 you know full force here. Uh, but no, you know it, it's it's a it's a fitting end to the journey that Cisco went on this this season, which was really about him. I, I feel like you know about him coming to his own as a hero. Uh, you know, we got to experience a lot of different Cisco's. We got to experience Sadsco. We got to experience future Sadsco. Um, yeah. All of them dealing with the kind of realities around them, and also stepping more into the the fantastic element of having superpowers, of being a metahuman, and what that means. Uh, and so, to have, like you said, I, I hadn't even thought about it in that way, but to have HR. Uh, someone with the face of who has always been a mentor figure actually be a mentee and, and to, to say that that strength came from him on top of the fact that, you know, finalizing with Barry pointing out yet again, that he is the hero. He is a hero. Um, I, it was, a I, I feel like the journey that Cisco went on this season was really, really solid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that right there was what, you know, finally cured that concrete into this solid Cisco character is that, mm. you know, uh, uh, Cisco stepping up, taking it like he's always been a mentee. Now he's finally a mentor. And Barry saying, "Look, you know they're going to look up to you. Uh, you, no matter what you think, you are a hero, and you are a great hero." And so now he uh, will have that confidence that he's lacked pretty much all three seasons to yeah. step in and really be the hero that he that he can be. Because you know he he struggled with an internal demon uh, this episode by not uh, killing Caitlin. 
And you could see him kind of struggle with that. And so, like, that was another defining moment. And so all of these moments across the seasons now finally culminated into uh, he's no longer Cisco, really. I think I think they should call him Vibe, just just straight up, like, you know, use his <laughs> yeah, real right? name. And, yeah, yeah. Granted, they, they, they call Barry Barry, but, like, you know, they, they should use Vibe more. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. There was a theme this uh, this episode of, of kind of the, the characters being kind of uh, put forth with the choice, right? To make the decision to go good, to go evil, to embrace darkness, to be a hero. And uh, Cisco actually provides Caitlin with that choice. Julian pops up at the last moment, says that uh, Mama Snow uh, somewhere off screen created this serum and that this is going to be kind of the magic thing that cures Caitlin. And like you say, Cisco decides not to take the kill shot and instead, and rather actually than forcing the cure upon her, really kind of gives her the choice, like puts her in the position of like, no, you have to be the one to decide, are you a hero? Are you a villain? Or, or, or do you just want to take a step out one way or the other? It's got to be her decision. It cannot be forced upon her. Right. And that's, what's really important about that is that, you know, to force that upon her because he really wants Caitlin back is selfishness and you can't have a hero that's selfish. And so by giving her that choice, it, uh, again, another indication that he has become the hero that he was meant to be. It's a very uh, stark contrast to her relationship with Savitar, because, of course, Savitar has been pushing her um, ever since they really connected to, to be a killer, right? To embrace the darkness, to step further, to go full Killer Frost. Um, and it's never been about her decision. It's always been about kind of his manipulation. Now, we do finally get the reveal in this episode as to why Savitar really did want Caitlyn on his side. And that is because, of course, Cold is the kryptonite to speedsters. And so with everything that was going to come before, I guess it was kind of twofold, maybe, to have you know a cold villain on his side uh, to combat Barry, as well as a backup plan for if things fell through. And of course, Black Flash showed up on the scene. And by the way, called Black Flash showing up on the scene. Yeah, and I'm kind of mad about how they punked him. Because mm, it just happened so fast. Uh, you know, cause you know, I, 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 he is kind of this brainless sort of, you know, just speed monster. And so I kind of get that, but I, I don't think that they should have just ended him like that. Maybe, maybe it should have been something that was a little more questionable as to whether or not he's dead or alive. I don't, I mean, I don't know if, Oh, uh, well, he's not dead. Uh, how, okay. Okay. That, that's what I wanted to make sure of is that there, there still is going to be a black flash and they didn't just like, you know, punk out a really interesting concept and character in two seconds of screen time no 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 no. i think either either caitlin said something like see you later hunter or something like that or or barry said that should keep him you know that that should stall him for a while or something of that nature but no that was that was simply a um that that is a delay tactic right there so but he's so he's not destroyed he's just you know what I, mean, I would imagine that like the, his avatar is destroyed, and so then a new avatar has to be reconstructed in the Speed Force. Okay, but it won't be Hunter Zolomon this time. Maybe it'll be. Mm, somebody I didn't think about it like that. I, I mean, I assumed it would be Hunter Zolomon, um, and just like I said, he just kind of recapitalizing the Speed Force and then come after him again. But uh, but no, okay. I, I I I didn't I didn't think about the fact that perhaps the uh, the the wraiths would go and select a new Black Flash. Yeah, yeah, that's because, I mean, that's what happened to Zolomon is, you know, he turned into the Black Flash from that. And so now that Zolomon's destroyed, there's still the wraiths, there's still, you know, speedsters that they can turn into the Black Flash, I guess. Uh, mm. So, yeah, maybe the Zolomon Black Flash is done, but we haven't finished with the concept of the Black Flash yet. 
I mean, I'm sure that the latter is definitely true, but I would be surprised if, if Zolomon is completely out of it. I, I don't, I did not interpret that as Zolomon is, is destroyed. And like you said, he's too, he's too pivotal of a character, uh, to be knocked out. So, so kind of nonchalantly and, and kind of carelessly. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't imagine that, that being the case. He'll, he'll be back. I, I would almost, I mean, I, I'd, I don't want to make any bets because those come back to bite us. But but I, I can say, <laughs> I think I could uh, safely say that uh, Zolomon and uh, and the Black Flash will definitely return. Um, now they they you know we we get the reveal of what Savitar's, I guess his backup plan was having Caitlin there to kind of hold the Black Flash at bay while he completes what he needs to. But ultimately, this was his goal, right? Like uh, the way that I understand things is, after securing his creation he would then go on to do this plan that didn't work. So now it's just kind of, you know, rushed up his time frame and like, okay, well I need to do this really quick because otherwise I'm out. As in, you mean kill Joe and Iris and Wally? No, I feel like kill Joe and Iris and Wally was like revenge strike. I mean the whole speed force bazooka becoming a God, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I want to say that was something that he just kind of saw the opportunity to take because, you know, originally Tracy, traps him four years into the future and so that's like you know kind of a different origin and now that she has the future knowledge and she builds the speed cannon mm. i think uh savitar saw that as an opportunity to permanently immortalize himself right uh mm. so yeah like you said once he knew that his origin was was concrete he was like well hey now i got this opportunity to actually become a god and be like in every instance of time ever let's do this which i which which kind of makes sense and kind of explains some some of the things that i was sort of wondering why savitar was behaving and uh and like ignoring certain things but mm. uh like like why he wouldn't go and try to destroy the speed cannon and all these kind of things that that was since he knew about it through barry he saw that as an opportunity to you know do the whole full god thing and so yeah okay i get that that makes sense no it's 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 good th- it's thoughtful uh thoughtful setup there i mean it is a little um I would imagine tricky to write when you've got the villain that's constantly knowing everything that the hero knows. And so to, to maintain the secrecy and you know, the who knows what and when and where, I mean, that's, that's uh that's interesting to me. Now I saw some pushback on Twitter during the episode when a lot of people were saying like, why is Savitar still getting memories? If you know, he's now a paradox. Why, why, if he's been disconnected from the timeline, why is he still getting the, you know, active memories that Barry's getting? Yeah, and I had that thought as well. I was kind of, you know, uh, the second that Barry realized Iris wasn't Iris, that it was HR, then everything should have just blown up, I thought. I thought the way they were going to do it is they were going to capture Savitar and then reveal that Iris was alive. Mm. Uh, Because I think that's what we talked about last week. But the way they explain it here is that time has to catch up to him. So, So as soon as he became a paradox... There, there's this, you know, time quake, I guess. I, I want to say we talked about this concept before <laughs> that travels at a certain speed. And so once that, you know, paradox line hits him, that's when he gets destroyed. And so he he has some a little bit of leeway uh, before his paradoxical nature catches up to him and he's, you know, eradicated. So, uh, yeah, I mean, OK, sure, whatever. That's how they decided to do it. And that's fine. Um and I, I, I guess, you know, in the context of what they were doing, that makes sense. But I was kind of hoping that, that it would be a different way and that you would see I, this like angry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go, no finish your thought. 
Oh, yeah. So I, I, I thought we were going to see this, you know, angry, tormented Barry uh, fighting Savitar, but choosing not to do the things that he did. So so in this episode, you know, he, he decides he's not they're not going to alienate uh, uh, Savitar Barry. They're going to try and, and help him. Right. But this is after Iris is alive. But I want I wanted Barry to even though he thought Iris was dead to still have that same revelation and understand that, like, trying to hurt him was not going to be the answer. And so mm. I think that would make his decision a lot more powerful with Iris being dead and him making that decision to, to cast aside the hatred and cast aside the pain and still try to help Savitar would have given it a little bit more impact, but you know, uh, the, with, with the whole time lag and, and, and that sort of, you know, that works with how they did it, I suppose. Yeah. I didn't mind the time lag situation either. You know, I thought very specifically about, uh, of course, Eobard from season one and how there wasn't this, you know, uh, in nebulous amount of time between the, the presence, you know, his past, our present getting impacted and then him being wiped out here. It's a little bit different, right? Because I mean, Eddie kills himself. That's, that's a pretty, pretty definitive thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Oh, well, you know, my ancestor, my great, 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 you know, grandfather is wiped out. Therefore there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no excuse for me existing. Therefore I'm gone. But you know, a, a time remnant created out of tragedy of Iris's death, theoretically, um, there's still time for, you know, for that to happen, uh, even even if it's not in the exact same way that it happened before. Now, it's it's so I kind of I kind of grant them the the nebulous nature of this paradox occurring or, or this this um this paradox kind of racing up behind him with. Uh, a little bit more runway than what came before because it is less definitive as as to what happened with Eobard. Right, and because everything had changed. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Uh, but because, like, Savitar is is created by the, the remnants, right? And so Barry never had a chance to make the remnants because Iris didn't die. And so because of that, and Savitar also had a plan to become a god, which he never did before, uh everything's different everything's kind of changed and so i can kind of get it and i you know i can i can write off the fact that he didn't instantaneously just poof uh because <laughs> everything is different now and everything has changed so uh those those kind of things i i suppose make sense now barry does you know he, he tries to appeal to his humanity his own humanity uh by connecting with savitar and, and bringing him on board um you know the the <laughs> I, I did. I noticed some pushback on Twitter on this one as well, that some people did not like the idea that Savitar could even entertain the, the, the light switch of just all of a sudden being fine or all of a sudden being, yeah, okay, you know what? I'll give this a try. Yeah, you know, uh, I thought it was, again, talking about earlier, you know, his decision not to use pain and suffering to hurt each other anymore. I thought that was a, a big character-defining moment for Barry, so I'm kind of glad they went that approach. It seemed odd to me that uh, Savitar just accepted it right off the bat like that. Uh, mm. and, and granted, you know, there's some a lot of emotional connection there between Barry and Savitar and the whole, you know, talking about the story of the little town and that kind of stuff. And so you can kind of see it maybe going that way. But I want to say that all of that was just a ruse by Savitar to get into Star Labs and do whatever he did to uh, to the facility. Like, I don't think he had a change of heart mm. while he was in the facility uh, in order to blow them up. I think that was kind of his plan all along, maybe is what that seems like to me. Uh, and, and maybe Barry being a little naive uh, in trusting him to kind of turn to the light side, so to speak. But, you know, I think that's that's like that's Hope Barry. And that's what we have now is Hope Barry. And Hope Barry is going to be, uh, you know, hopeful. <laughs> 
Maybe yeah, you think that Savitar is going to be a good guy. I don't know. Well, no, you know, I actually, I kind of bought it. I, I, I got that, you know, Barry was able to connect to him. I even, I even accepted that Savitar would be willing to, to try it. You know, when Barry goes to the future and deals with his darker self, you know, in the end, he's able to inspire hope in his, in his hopeless self. And so in many respects, Savitar is a future hopeless version of himself. And so to try to, you know, inspire that hope in him, I think is actually a successful mood. I would have actually been, I think, disappointed if Barry hadn't tried. And I think if they, if, if he wasn't able to break through to Savitar, at least on some level, um, I, I don't think that it would have worked because I think that if you're going to tell the story of a future flash, if Barry, you know, a future Barry, a future version of Barry is going to be the villain. There has to be a connection to the actual Barry. And I don't just mean from a time travel standpoint. I mean, they, there needs to be a human element. Uh, it can't just be, Oh, the hero is evil now. Therefore everything is evil. Like I, I got it, man. I, I, I feel like he really did connect with them and, and that shared story. And, you know, you think about somebody who's gone so far down the dark path and, and made so many mistakes, right? Or, you know, think, think of the prodigal son type of story, right? Where, you know, this person has gone out, they've, they've gone away, they've betrayed their family, they've spent their wealth, they've uh, be, become a fool, they've done these, these horrible deeds and, you know, have sunk in so low in life. And then finally, just at this breaking point, you know, all they want to do is, is come home. And when, when offered, you know, in, in the midst of what should be judgment, but offered kind of this opportunity of love and acceptance, you know, that, I think that's desirable for even the most darkest villain. And so, yeah, no, I, I get Savitar taking that option or at least exploring it. And, and I also get that Savitar, you know, sitting there and doing the math and realizing, yeah, this isn't going to work. You know, like I loved his line that he said about like, you know, you're going to marry him, but I remember putting the ring on your finger, talking, talking to Iris. Yeah. And, and the fact that this is Barry, you know, they, they have a shared history, the very shared history that Barry was able to use to bring him at least momentarily to the light side is also the same history that's too problematic for him to even exist uh, in this team. Okay, so I see what you're saying. So you think that the Savitar came on board because of that shared history and he realized that this is a place where he can call home. And then once he did the math on how he was going to survive there and how he was going to call Team Flash home again, he realized that it's really not going to work. And exactly. that's when he jumped back to the dark side and blew up Star Labs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, like like I said, it's just kind of one of these things like, yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, you know, like I could I could do this. I could sit back in the back and and feel like a third wheel again, which he already did for four years, uh, or I can go become a god. So gonna go with godhood <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like that's a pretty clear choice. He does, um, you know. I actually really liked that moment where he's in Star Labs and he talks about his experience being a member of the team, and and you know the fact that he was influential and he helped them fight villains that they have yet to fight. Um, you know, I, I, it, uh, it, it does build up a little bit of hype for potentially next season or, or theoretically the next four seasons. Uh, he talked about, he said the bow, right? Uh, you know, that's what I was going to ask you as to whether or not you remember the, the villain they name dropped because I couldn't remember. I know he said it. And uh, as soon as he dropped it, I was like, oh, wait, 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 who did he say? And I was caught up in the episode, so I didn't stop and rewind and figure it out. Yeah, I think he said the bow, and that's not a character that I'm I'm familiar with. Um, I mean, it's very possible that you know, I, 
I mean, I, I even I, I I don't even know that it's worth really uh, speculating about when it's all said and done. But but one way or the other could be a Green Arrow villain or maybe even a Green Arrow character gone rogue. That would be neat if Ollie goes evil and he's the villain in season four of The Flash. <laughs> How crazy would that be? I mean, oh, you know, be awesome. They got a they got an evil um, or at least they've got Earth 2's. Uh, canary rolling around on arrows so who knows theoretically there's a there's an evil ollie out there it's a big multiverse yeah that's true that's true earth Um, 24 ollie caitlin of course uh you know when when presented with the uh, basically the ball back in her court with cisco saying look it's not about it's not about what i want it's not about what savitar wants it's got to be about what you want and gives her the option um, she decides to table that, but does rejoin the heroes, uh, at least momentarily, um, using her powers against Savitar. She really is the the one, honestly, that is the most effective. If, if her powers can shut down Black Flash in, in a single hit, yeah, she's going to be able to take down Savitar pretty quick. Yeah, and I think that's why Savitar had to have her on his mm. side, was because he mainly was scared of her in addition to needing her to take out the Black Flash, because I think that's, you know, that, that that's the trump card, right? If Caitlyn had been able to uh, overcome her Killer Frost persona like she had, you know, at the end of the episode and join Team Flash, Savitar had been done. You say like she had at the end of the episode, but I'm not so sure. I mean, we definitely get this moment of clarity uh, for her. She's acting more like Caitlyn than she is Killer Frost, but at the same time, we do see that she is still uh, taken by... The persona. I mean, her hair is still white. She still has kind of the pale complexion. One imagines that whatever the, you know, the, the cold power is doing to or has been doing to her, it's still doing its mojo. Um, now she was, she does still have the cure, so theoretically she could use it any time. She's very much a wild card going forward, but I think that makes her interesting. And I think I, I'm, you know, obviously I, I like her more as a villain, but. Who knows what the future holds for Caitlyn? Now, when it does all come down to the big final battle, uh, you know, Cisco is able to utilize the Speed Force Bazooka, which I hope we never have to call it that ever again or refer to it because I'm sorry, that's a dumb <laughs> name. I like that Cisco pointed out that he did not come up with that name. Uh, they, yes, they I didn't name it, it, so I didn't build it. <laughs> so I can't do it. What do you want? You want me to build you a Speed Force Waffle Iron? <laughs> like that? Yeah. <laughs> But one way or the other, they, um, you know, he uses it as a speed force skeleton key, he says, in order to release Jay. Uh, Jay comes back in. Of course, we get um, Gypsy popping in and last minute to save Cisco as well. We've, we've got this huge hero brawl where the villains are, are extremely outnumbered. You got Caitlin, who is kind of teetering back and forth at that point. You got Savitar, and that's it compared to Jay, Wally, Barry, Gypsy and vibe. So you got five on one and a half, really, when it's all coming down to it. <laughs> yeah, now, and that it was a great a- scene. I loved all the speedsters, like, you know, chasing after Savitar and going through the woods. Uh, and, and then you had the kind of smaller fight of Gypsy and vibe versus uh, Killer Frost. So, yeah, that, that was an excellent scene. They did a great job with that. That was so cool. I, I enjoyed that too. The, the slash, you know, the slice and dice of. Savitar cutting down the two trees and then, you know, having, you know, Barry jump over it while he slide underneath it. I, I kind of almost expected Jay to do a little running moment in there as well. Just kind of solidifying the fact that we do have the three flashes uh, coming together here. Um, kind of surprised, honestly, that Jesse didn't show up, but I, you know, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a big, uh, big roster that we're dealing with at this point. So, 
you know, at the same time, if anybody ends up not being there, I get that, you know, if somebody's not going to be there, I get that it's Jesse. Well, so here's my question, though. If you were Wally, would you be mad that Jesse didn't show up to the funeral of your, like, mentor? Because, I mean, they're still going out and stuff. I mean, if everything kind of happened pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I get the feeling that, that he couldn't have been, you know, dead for that long because, you know, bodies have this tendency to decay. Uh, That's true. They're not alive anymore. Uh, also, it's very possible that she's dealing with uh, a crisis on Earth 3. That's true. That's true. And she'll be switched out. I mean, if Jay, you know, obviously Jay's out of the Speed Force, so he'll be heading back to Earth 3, one imagines. I mean, he may stick around, you know, to help kind of solidify things after what happened at the very end. But, um, yeah, I mean, one imagines that they'll be switching places pretty soon. Now, Iris uh, goes on a bit of an emotional roller coaster with all of us. Uh, you know, she obviously is saved. HR dies in her stead. The two of them never really had much of a connection, but obviously at the very end, um, it, it, uh, it, you know, he ends up dying for her and that, that creates a lasting moment. One in which, uh, inspires someone to want to speak at your funeral for sure. She and Barry, when it's all said and done, they share a brief moment of happiness. They actually laugh. Um, they, they talk about how inappropriate it is for them to be laughing, but also acknowledging that HR probably would love for them to be laughing. It would make him very happy. Now, now Bell, if I'm, Iris, if I'm Barry and I'm sitting there laughing at the memory of, of HR or, you know, in, in joy of who he was and, and how he gave his life for them. What fitting way would you recognize HR in, in your life, in your house, in your home? How, how would you, if you I'd were going to that Iris? turtle and I'd have given it like a steak or something and been like, thanks, turtle. You. That's right, man. Like, where exactly. is the turtle? I was looking for him the whole time. I was like, where's the freaking turtle? I, I wanted this there to be like the this. Time. this they should have yeah, named like, him I, HR. I, it's hashtag I International know. Turtle Day, by the way. Today, May 23rd, International Turtle Day. Like, this is what you're supposed That's to amazing. do that. Break out the turtle. Call him HR. Give him a little tiny hat. Give him a steak. Although, I'm pretty sure that would kill him. But give yeah, him something really good. But, like, I, I, wanted, I wanted the cliffhanger for this episode to be, like, you know, they, they, they talk about HR, the turtle, and then, like, the cliffhanger is the turtle, like, tank or whatever falls over and when they go back to the apartment it's empty and like where's the turtle it's like dun, dun, dun. you know like oh, like how awesome would that be to set up season four like a turtle escaping from a cage well one way or the other they they did not do that but um but iris did man iris uh you know she she is saved and then ultimately she gets to be the one that saves barry when by murking you know, somebody uh, yeah here's the thing though you, <laughs> Cause here, I, you know, look, I'm I'm very anti-killing, uh, you know, on on hero shows, but but when it comes down to it, Iris isn't a hero, you know what I mean? Like like, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously she there are heroic oh, she tendencies. Bad. She's part of she's part of the hero. No, she's not bad. She's not bad, but she's she's, <laughs> she's part of the hero's team. But she is something of a civilian, and so I'm kind of fine with it. I mean, like if somebody's gonna take him out, it's gonna be either. Joe, Iris, Julian, maybe Tracy. Tracy would make some sense. But but point being that like if there if there's gonna be a killer, it can't be Barry, it can't be Wally, it can't be Jay, it can't be Vibe, it can't be uh well they've made such a big deal about it, so it can't be Caitlin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're in my <laughs> in the in the Bo York rule book in terms of watching superhero television shows or movies or otherwise, 
heroes can't kill people eh, people kill each other all the time like that's just kind of like i have different standards <laughs> is that terrible no, I don't think it's terrible. I just think that uh, there there could have been another way they did it, as in, like, you know, so she shoots him in the knee uh, or something like that, and, like, so he stumbles, and, like, as he's crawling, trying to get to Barry, you just see him dissolve away or something. And that, that, that way she didn't have to kill him, because he was dead before he dissolved. Like, if she just made it so that he couldn't run, uh, like, spinaled him or something like that, I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like, Yeah, she, you know, Savitar was going to kill her, and so she's like, nah. You know, I'm a, but but she killed she killed Barry. Let's I mean, yes, it was Savitar, but she still killed Barry. I know. I know the man she loved. That's true. That's that's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, there's that's there's some there's some weight behind that. Um Iritar? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a speedster. It's just going to be, you know, uh for for the season 4, it's it's, it's going to be future Iris in I don't know, a speedster suit. <laughs> and, and and do remember, Bell. Do remember that he was actively going to kill Barry. Uh, this was after you know they had um, had their their final showdown. Barry jumps into the Savitar suit, makes it go from blue to red, uh, which is interesting. Um, you know, ha- I guess putting Barry in the costume, like literally in the boots of Savitar, right? Like the same weapons, same stance, um, really puts him in that pivotal moment of deciding who he's going to be when Savitar even says, you know, you kill me, you become me. It's not that Sav- like Barry is going to like solidify the creation of Savitar. It's that Barry goes down a dark path by taking a life, by killing. And that would have been, I think that's a different, I mean, there's there maybe semantics here and I can't even believe that I'm going to make this argument, but um, it, it's different for Barry to kill Savitar where he's lying down and defenseless than it is for Iris to kill Savitar when he's actively going to kill Barry. When he's you in the I mean? act like, of murder. Exactly. So yeah. he did, she, didn't, she didn't murk him. I mean, it was self-defense. Yeah. yeah so all right. But somebody. my point is it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't murder. It was not, it was not murder. Right. I That's, think she should have said cash me out. How about that? After she shot him. <laughs> well, one way or the other. <laughs> Savitar uh, has been returned to the Speed Force, but the Speed Force is not happy uh, because Jay, of course, um, by by Jay being evicted from the jail cell, uh, it needs a balance. Someone has to exist there, otherwise it starts bleeding out. The effect of having the Speed Force raining down and, and destroying Central City was really, really cool. So I was thinking that what was going on, uh, it, 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 so when Star Labs exploded, my first thought was, okay, new metahumans. Uh, dimensional creature energy is going to make new metahumans. And then when I saw the lightning came down, I was like, okay, that's going to be interesting because I thought they said no speedster main villain. But what if it's speedster main villains and like all of those lightning bolts hitting people made, <laughs> just, just made like an infinite number of flashes all over the city. And they're like, you know, bad flashes, good flashes, whatever. Because uh, there, there are a bunch of different colors of lightning, right? So there, there's like yellow lightning, there's red lightning, there's blue lightning. It's like blue lightning hits a person and they're bad. Yellow lightning hits a person and they're good. Red lightning hits a person and they're good. And uh, so I, <laughs> I was like, holy crap, is that where they're going with this? And no, it wasn't at all. Uh, but I thought that had been cool. Yeah. No, that that uh, that would have been interesting. And who knows? There may be some side effects from from that occurring. Uh, you know, maybe that might be an excuse as to how, say, Barry uh, or Bart gets in. Right. Bart might end up 
popping out of the Speed Force next season and be like, hey, my grandfather needs to uh, actually not be sucked into the Speed Force because I need to be born at some point. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's get him out of here. Um, but yeah, so, so, you know, pivotal moment. The Speed Force is bleeding out. Someone has to go in and, and you know, take the, the place of, of Jay uh, in the prison. Uh, this is right after Barry, you know, uh, postage, <laughs> throw postage to the wind, and he has delivered all of the wedding invites for him and Iris for their for their wedding. Uh, but nope, wedding has been postponed yet again. And what obviously our characters feel must be indefinitely because before Barry makes the choice to put himself there, he has one final moment with the entire team, uh, going through and talking. Uh, letting Cisco know that that he is in fact a hero. Talking to Joe, thanking him for being the best father that anyone could ever want. Um, you know, sharing moments with Iris and and asking her to continue running for him. And you know, the, this you know a lot of a lot of heavy emotion, man. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of tissues out. A lot of tears. I was kind of expecting Barry to be like NJ, my mentor, my friend. Can I have a word with you over here by the by the Speed Force portal? <laughs> just just a little bit closer, a uh-huh. little bit closer. All right, thanks, man. Bam! <laughs> and <he shoves> it <laughs> <in there. laughs> it's like sorry, I already said not to save the dates. You know, uh, I'll you know maybe find a way to get you out of here in a couple hundred years. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it was interesting. I mean, right? he already took it... one for the team once, right? You know, I know that's like, the he thing. took one for the team once. Arguably, so did Wally, right? Wally was in there for a while, then Jay was in there. They never they never explicitly pointed out the fact that Barry is the only one who hasn't done time in the Speed Force prison. Because uh, I did I did almost think like, Wally, Jay, not even nobody's gonna be like, Oh, uh, no man, I got this. No, really. Oh you sure? <laughs> you sure? Because I, I could do this. Nobody wanted to do that. But that's again, because for them it was hell on earth. However, it's presented to Barry as being more of a eternal resting place. So you kind of uh, passing on to uh, some sort of heavenly experience, you know, maybe, maybe because, uh, you know, maybe because it was created or that spot was kind of forced in there for somebody other than somebody unnatural, which is a berry that should never have existed. It became something horrible. Uh, and for everyone else that was not Barry, that's exactly what it is. But because the Speed Force, in my opinion, exists because of Barry, uh, maybe by him going back into balancing it out, it's not a terrible thing. Maybe it, it is perhaps a surreal experience in exactly the way that it should be. The the uh, you know the, the causal loop coming to close, the infinity you know reaching its zenith, like that could be what is being communicated here. Um, Bell, any other thoughts about this particular episode, this finale? Uh, you know, they, they tied at the loose ends nice. I think they did a good job in their own way of explaining why Savitar behaved in certain ways and why they did certain things. Uh, uh, I'm still mad that because I was denied the information until the second to last episode. Uh. Yes, yes. Because, like, that's, that's, that's exactly what I would have posited they do, you know, at the very, you know, the very first time we see the face swap technology, but they didn't show a body <laughs> swap. And so I was like, well, no. If they could swap bodies, then they would have shown us that. And so they hid that from me, and so I'm still <laughs> mad about that. But Because uh, uh, yeah, I even thought about that. I was like, well, you know, maybe they could just, you know, change clothes and stuff like that and just use the face-changing mm-hmm. technology. But, ah, they're different heights and blah, blah, blah. And then they just <laughs> did it. So I think I think they stole my idea. Uh, <laughs> but overall, I thought it was great. I loved the, uh, the, the fights at the end. Uh, were really, really well done. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job concluding this season so overall i was i was impressed 
Yeah, I'm with you, man. Tight, tight uh, finale in terms of uh, tying up a lot of loose ends, I think, in many respects. Uh, and, and probably because of what's come before, it's it's one of the better season finales that we've gotten. Uh, may, maybe even a better season finale than, uh, than what we got in uh, in the first season, honestly. I think that it was really... Uh, set up very well. I don't have obviously the face changing uh, qualms that you've got. So I, I actually think it, it fit perfectly. <laughs> and, and so I really, I really enjoyed it, but that does, you know, open up the question because as we, we come to a close, uh, all of our uh, heroes, all of the main characters feel as though this is potentially the end of Barry Allen. And so as we look to season four, that does open up the question that is going to lead us to Speedster speculation. Bell, season four. Um, is Barry gone? Is this going to lead up to a season five rebirth? And we're going to have Wally carry this season. Like that's 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 a huge thing that I'm thinking about here. Is that this is an opportunity to kind of tell that rebirth story where you know uh, Barry uh, sacrificed himself in order to save the multiverse in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that's where we got our '90s Wally West, and that's the Flash that Bo and I grew up with. And now we have a prime opportunity for that to be the case. Uh, but what I don't know of is whether or not that. Grant Gustin would just all of a sudden be like, yeah, you know, for story's sake, whatever, you can just, you know, count me out for an entire season. Uh, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but I think that would be really, really neat. Now, that doesn't say, because, you know, we, we had Flashpoint was only, what, two episodes, something like that at the beginning of this, or it was one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not to say that they won't have, or that they can't have a rebirth uh, story at the beginning of this season. But uh, I think it'd be really neat to kind of, and, and would drive that home a little bit better if, they chose to go at least a half a season with uh, with Kid Flash, Wally West, you know, running the show. And then Barry comes back for whatever reason. And I don't know. I think that could be really neat. I like picking up on a Wally West that is the Flash, full red costume and all. Even like, you know, with the idea that he's been the Flash for the last three months. Now, you say go Rebirth. I'm going to go in a different direction. And I'm going to suggest, at least for maybe the first, maybe second episode, instead of doing rebirth, why not go with the return of Barry Allen, which is the storyline that really told the origin story of Eobard Thawne, who came back uh, and personified. Basically, you're dealing with a Wally West, the established Flash. Barry Allen mysteriously returns after his death, at the, you know, after him sacrificing himself and going into the Speed Force. And this ends up being a very darker Barry Allen. And he starts being kind of rude to Wally. And he tells, tells him what a disappointment he is and, and basically makes Wally feel all of the emotions that he feels in and, in and of himself being inadequate in the, uh, in the presence of, you know, Barry Allen, his mentor and, and not being able to live up to the flash that he, he should have been. But of course it all ends up being not the real Barry Allen, but in fact, Ebar Thawne and how he did kind of facial reconstructive surgery and, you know, or using of course, future tech and such to, to look like Barry Allen. Um, I, I that's, and in my opinion, one of the greatest flash stories out there. And it's a story, you know, that Barry Allen's really not even in, even though it's called the return of Barry Allen and uh, features someone very prominently acting as him. Uh, you could argue even that season one of the flash is heavily inspired by that with the, what they did with Harrison Wells. But I think something like that could be cool. They'd have to get creative as to how Eobard comes back and plays that role. Uh, especially given the the end of Eobard that we saw, you know, quote unquote end of Eobard that we saw on Legends of Tomorrow. But it'd be an excuse to bring that extremely important 
villain back in and tell a very powerful story in the life of Wally West, who he, you know, obviously is on his own flash journey. So I, I, I like the idea of at least an episode of seeing what life without Barry Allen is or has been for the last three months. Now, Bell, let me ask you this. We got a chance to see the quote unquote speed force popping up in the form of his mom saying, no, it's cool. Everything's fine. This is heaven. This isn't hell. Do you believe her? Hmm. I was thinking about that too. I, uh, I think so. I, cause you know, every other time Barry's been to the speed force, it, it hasn't really been, well, I guess except for the time, you know, they had the wraiths chasing after them. But, uh, you know, most of the time mm-hmm. it's been kind of like a, a, a journey sort of thing, right? Where it's like the reason why you're here is to learn a lesson or to take a journey. And so I think if anything, there's going to be some, uh, you know, things in there for him to learn about. But I don't think it's going to be this hellish existence because I think that would kind of, you know, lead me to think that maybe Barry could still become Savitar <laughs> because he's in this like, you know, hellish area for an eternity. Then he decides he's going to go back and, you know, do whatever. <laughs> so so I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's going to be something different. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, he's going to have to learn more lessons that he has learned, you know, previously in seasons. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't, I, I don't trust her. I, I don't know what's what going on. I don't know if that's really the speed force or if that's something controlling the speed force. I don't know if it's the negative speed force, perhaps, in, in some form or fashion. That could be interesting. Maybe Barry didn't go to the reverse or go to the um, the speed force at all. Maybe, you know, it's actually the negative speed force that, that um, and, and that's that's maybe somehow tied to the, the prison. And maybe that's how Eobard will kind of come back manifesting. And, you know, there, there, there could be something there. But no, man, I, I can't imagine that the Speed Force would tell him like, yep, your run is over when the Speed Force exists throughout time and knows very, very well that we got picked up for another season. <laughs> and Grant Gustin isn't just going to pop away. The Speed Force should know better. So, yeah, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's it's one of those deals where uh, you can't just take your leading man and throw him out. Like, I don't you know, I, I don't think that... Uh, uh, that Kenyon Lonsdale is, is is a bad actor or anything like that, but like the question is, could he carry the season uh, like Grant has done thus far? Mm. And I think it'd be it'd be a real challenge for him to do that. Going, you know, uh, and and I think it'd be a challenge for audiences to accept that as well, uh, just because everybody's gotten you know, over the last three seasons, they've gotten used to Barry, uh, and, and so it's it'd be kind of an interesting decision for them to change leading men for the fourth season. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think there's anything sinister with the speed force, although it was kind of weird that like the, the speed force bubbles, they didn't look like the normal dimensional bubbles. Like there was, they would flash different colors and things. So that was kind of mm-hmm. odd. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't think necessarily there's anything nefarious there. Uh, I think it's just going to be, he's going to have to come up with a way, uh, to, to fix the speed force in a way that he can then escape it. And I think he's going to return in that kind of you know, flash rebirth sort of way or, or I think it'd be cool to, to, to do the return of Barry Allen storyline with Eobard, but we've kind of already done that with season one. Uh, but not for Wally. Like that's the thing. The return of Barry Allen is really more of a Wally story than it is anything else because it's about him coming to terms with, you know, living, living out his fears that he will never be the flash that Barry Allen is. And so I, I think that, I, I think that, that doing something like that would be really powerful. Um, and again, <laughs> I, I just want to get Bard back. So there, there's, there's that element to it as well. Yeah. But we've also had an evil Barry with Savitar this season. So that would be the same thing. And plus, you know, they already said they're not going to be a speedster villain. Uh, 
and so him turning out to be a speedster villain in the form of Eobard Thawne would be, you know. Well, no, no. And that's why, that's why I think it would be different rather than doing kind of the face off thing or even making it a full on, you know, a full on season long plot that, that definitely does not work. But, you know, like maybe have him like, you know, Barry Allen returns from the speed force and everything's going fine, but he starts to question Wally in a little bit more of a subtle way and mess with him in that capacity. And then all of a sudden, of course, you know, it's not Barry at all because that's the thing. This was an actual evil future Barry. That would not actually be an evil future Barry. If, if anything, it wouldn't be season three. It'd be season one because, in fact, it would actually be Eobarthon. Yeah, yeah. But it would be Grant Gustin playing an evil version of Barry Allen that is actually Eobarthon. I'm fine with that. And anything yeah. to get Eobard back. I just want Eobard back. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. We'll see what ends up coming from it. They could also use that to actually bring in, um, oh, uh, uh, Mercury, Max Mercury, because he was also a prominent yeah. figure in that storyline. That could be interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up coming. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to learn that Max plays a, a, a role in the season four. I would love for Bart to play a role in the season four as well. I mean, if I had to choose, I would I would have chosen Bart before most other speedsters. Uh, but I am hopeful that we will see him in the future as well. Who do you think we're keeping, man? Do you think Gypsy's sticking around? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think that uh, the big line that she said of them being linked together and the tragic backstory that she has of her previous partner, I think there's some story options there. And plus, with Cisco gonna, you know, he's gonna fill in some pretty big shoes, uh, being the main hero. Uh, at least that's what Barry said, you know. So I think there's mm. there's there's a chance for a storyline there. Uh, there's some potential for uh, some interesting character development between Cisco and Gypsy. So yeah, I think I think she's gonna stick around. All right, here's an interesting question for you. Do you think that Gypsy, because she mentioned the connection, and one imagines there's a romantic element there, and and everything. Here's a here's another speculation. Could Gypsy be Cisco's doppelganger? Um, on Earth nineteen. Yeah, like on Earth nineteen, like kind of in a in a John Sarah type of way. John Sarah. Well, yeah. So John uh, Diggle, Sarah Diggle. So there was Sarah Diggle, oh, and oh. then I thought for some reason you were trying to say John Cena, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what John Cena has to do with any of this. I don't know. I don't even know uh, who that is. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, of course, you don't know because you can't see him. Um, that's that's a joke. So, Bell, do you think? That it could be like a gender bending type of situation. Do you think that it's possible that on Earth nineteen, well, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that Harrison Wells would have to be female for that for that to be the situation. Because there have been other Earths where you know Superman is a woman, Black Batman is a woman, Wonder Woman is a man. Like there, there's a there's Earths where that's the situation. And so I didn't know if maybe there was something more than just a romantic connection. Maybe they actually are the same person just on different Earths. No, because then that makes the romantic storyline really weird because i mean what 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 is that exactly if you you know you fall yeah yeah careful careful <laughs> on that one. family show is he a family yeah, show. Right, I'm like, you know is he a narcissist i mean like what's going on <laughs> yeah i don't know that's a good point that's a good point um all right fair enough so you think gypsy's sticking around uh julian yes or no depends on what they do with caitlin honestly uh i think julian has mm. a story arc with Caitlyn, uh, there's definitely something there. There's the redemption arc. She has to go find out who she is, and maybe Julian goes with her uh, or tries to find her and and help her through this process. Uh, but I can see that, you know, happening. 
So maybe not as it depends on how how much of Caitlyn we get next season. If uh, but I think the Caitlyn episodes Julian will be a part of. Um, but if we don't have Caitlyn episodes, if she's not like a you know recurring permanent character in the in the season, then I think we're going to see a lot less of Julian. Just because I mean they're intrinsically linked at this point. You know you can't really. Um do a lot of Caitlyn stuff without some Julian stuff, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we did get, you know, something of a confirmation at the end of this season that of course, Harrison Wellsworth two is coming back. I did like that. He referred to himself as Harrison. I know that Cisco calls him Harry. I'm glad that he doesn't call himself Harry. I don't like the name Harry. I don't think that fits that particular character or that particular, uh, you know, version of this character, but, uh, but one way or the other, Harrison Wells of Earth 2 will be a uh, prominent player next season. Happy for that. One imagines that means we yep. won't get too many other, you know, multiverse Harrison Wells for a while. Yeah, probably so, which is kind of a shame. I was hoping they were going to go with the whole each season is a new uh, Harrison Wells, but, you know, Harry's great. Everybody likes Harry. Um, I kind of like the idea of, of a new one just because I like to see Tom Cavanaugh uh flexes acting muscles <laughs> i just think it's super cool to see him play a different version of the same character every season yeah i would imagine we're also keeping tracy for a while um you know i i, I kind of predicted this last episode i think this will probably continue to play out with her and you know having a connection with harrison wells of earth too you know him obviously being a widow uh, or widower and uh you know not somebody who's necessarily looking for love but I'm I'm interested to see what their dynamic is. I think that would be really, 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 really interesting to see play out, especially because I never really bought into Tracy and HR. I mean, I got that they had kind of this intense, you know, quick fling, but you know, the notion that she says that Savitar stole her future because he stole HR. I'm like, all right, come on lady. I mean, like you just met him like, you know, like two weeks ago, you know what I mean? Like this is not, it's, it's hard for me to buy that she was just that in love with him out of nowhere. It just seems forced to me. I mean, you know, love's a crazy thing. And, and you know, HR is kind of crazy. And Tracy's kind of crazy. So it's, just, <laughs> so, so it's impulsive. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we're getting with these guys. All right. All right. That fair point. Fair point. But still. But still. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. Also looking forward to hearing all of your speculation. So be sure to join us next week, June 1st, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, and we will dive into your speedster speculation as well. Yeah, uh-huh. you know who it is. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Hold on. All right, man, listener feedback. we got a couple of iTunes reviews here we want to read off. Uh, G-Tour writes in, he says, Well-informed podcast. I love how well the show is put together. The chemistry both hosts have is amazing, and the way they tie in comic series into the show is amazing. Uh, Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you, G-Tour. We definitely will. Absolutely. Our next one comes in from Pixel Rift, uh, and they write, Essential for Flash fans. This show is fantastic for anyone who enjoys listening to podcasts about their favorite shows. The guys are knowledgeable and hilarious. Their discussions encourage you to think about the show at a deeper level. I love hearing their theories, especially when they align with my own. (laughs) Ha ha. Please support these guys on Patreon. They very much deserve support. 
Well, thank you, Pixel Rift. I appreciate it. And yes, you should support us on Patreon. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, help us out. If we uh, if we get some more patrons in, our next reward coming up is going to be the Young Justice Season 2 in review special episode, bonus episode. Uh, so if you want to see that happen, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Or if you're listening on the Satchel Podcast Player, click be a patron right now. Uh, help us get to that next reward so we can help bring you some more content. Uh, we also want to encourage you to keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash tv talk and if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com that's p-o-d-a-s-t-e-r-y.com and for the latest news and daily discussions on all things flash be sure to like our facebook page at facebook.com slash flash tv talk and as always special thanks to charlie bach who provides our outro music you can hear the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash charlie bach Hey, don't forget to review us on iTunes. Uh, you know, every time we get a multiple of 10, we give away a free digital comic, probably over the season or over the hiatus, over the break. Help it happen. And, uh, and we'll give away a free digital comic. Uh, also, just to, again, one last reminder, June 1st, next week, 8 p.m. That's a Thursday. Uh, be with us at Mixler.com slash Flash TV Talk. Links at Flash TV Love to have you there to geek out. Talk about this season. Talk about next season. Talk about really whatever you want to talk about. It's our chance to turn the mics back over to you. And I know we can't wait to do it. Uh, one final apology. If the if the sound quality is kind of crazy on this particular episode, it's because we're outside of our norm. It's because we wanted to make sure that you got this episode just as quickly as humanly possible. So thank you so much for putting up with any hiccups that may have occurred along the way. Uh, who knows what it all <laughs> will sound like when it's all said and done. Uh, shout out to Mike for making us sound good. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us for this week. But like I said, tune in live next week because we'll be back in a flash.
Rogue Media. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.